I don't think they care anymore about the damage that they're inflicting on the uh, name Zimbabwe, brand Zimbabwe. I think the most difficult part for me when I was in prison was those around me, the other prisoners. We, we, we live in a country where there's no single radiotherapy cancer machine. Our politics has never been based on ideas and competence. For me, the, 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 the issue, um, and this is where my good friend Muj Masunde um, always reminds me, the caliber of the people that we elect to parliament and to council should be people that have ideas to empower the citizenry to do their own, their own stuff. It's okay for us to get help from abroad, but we are such a rich country. We could do lots of things for ourselves. Yeah, I, I mention abroad because uh, the the... There's a disconnect between central government and local government. Local government is in the hands of the opposition. And unfortunately, central government does anything and everything possible to make sure that central government doesn't work. Let me push you on that. You, you've said we tend to come up with excuses why things don't work. I hear that a lot, that central government wants to make things not happen uh, at local government level. With um, the opposition controlling the majority of the local local authorities, if they were determined to make local authorities work for the benefit of you and I, um, and they went out and they called us out and we they supported us when we did things that are good for us, don't you think that local government would have would work? I think if we had quality, um, then I go back again. Yes, the DMS councillor. If we if we had quality councillors. Uh, we have some quality councillors, but the numbers are not enough to make a difference. Um, and, and so if we had quality councillors, it would be easier uh, to have a, a... Take, for example, Strive Masiwa or Noxon, Mr. Michaels. Yes. Um, <clears throat> now, if you get someone was your guardian is now your counselor. What kind of conversation is he going to have? So in, in other countries, in Kenya, for you to be a member of parliament, you must have a degree. You cannot go into parliament without a degree. We don't have that here. We had it in the past where the religion said you must own property. You must have a stake. Now, if you have somebody who's living um, in a cottage and is representing that community, the effects of rents and all those things don't affect him or her, so they don't understand. But, that, but doesn't the problem there, Hopworth, lie on me, the, the elector, the voter? Why am I voting for somebody who doesn't have the, 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 the qualifications? This is, you bring me to a point where I think it's a fundamental point that is being pushed by the opposition, which is so wrong, and that is we need new leaders. No, we need new voters. I think I need new voters who understand that I need to say it when Wopo comes and says I want to be a candidate, I say, Wopo, let me see your CV so that you represent me. So we need a reformation of us as individuals so that we hold to account the people that represent us. What's your pushback on that? Uh, actually, there's no pushback for that one. I think it's, you're correct. 
And I think that's what Nelson Shabisa is trying to do now by saying that we are not going to have primaries. The communities must give us candidates. And what he's trying to say, what he's doing uh, by saying that is to say, if Trevor, you give me hopeful, you must make me must understand that you are going to live with hopeful for the next five years. If you give me a bad candidate, it becomes your bad candidate. In the past, political parties would have primary elections and only people within the party would be elected. But this new system that Nelson Chamisa is is put on the table now is to say, you don't even need to belong to the political party for you to be a representative. You are selected or elected by your uh, community first, then you go to become a candidate for Triple C. And so it's important for that. But coming back to the issue you, you have mentioned, um, the, 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 the main question uh, for me is, why are we failing to attract people of great minds? Why are we failing to attract great minds into politics? It's because our politics has been about violence, insults. It, ne- it has never been about ideas. If, you, if, if there are few politicians on both sides of the aisle, will come up with ideas. In most of the cases, it's about loyalty. If I say today, Emerson Magab has gotten things wrong, I'll be lampooned on social media by Emerson Nangagwa's supporters. If I say Nelson Chamisa has gotten things wrong, I'll be lampooned by Nelson Chamisa's supporters. And the, the danger of that is you create a, a culture of uh, popular politicians and and who are untouchable. So, for instance, ZANU-PF has just had a congress and... In, President Naga was untouchable. But when you look at his track record from 2017 to now and ask yourself that if our politics was about ideas, substance, and issues, would President Mnangagwa be the candidate for ZANU-PF today? Uh, would they be putting him forward again for, for, for election? The hospitals don't have medication. The roads are potholed. Homes don't have drinking water. Ninety-five percent of our potential workforce is out of work. So, the other issue that you've been outspoken and which is very important is the issue of uh, sanctions. Now, tell you what my take is, and I'm interested in in your push. Yeah. So, I strongly believe sanctions are wrong, but I also believe that the things that we are being asked to remove to to to, to get rid of. Are things that are good for us. So we don't need anybody to tell us that you need to conduct the election, you must be free and fair, don't take people's land, don't kill people and so forth. So why not go ahead and do that? So I believe sanctions should go, but we have the responsibility to remove the things that cause sanctions and we're not good, we're not going to lose anything. I also believe that corruption is damaging the economy. But I find that in Zimbabwe, you can't argue that corruption and sanctions are wrong. It's going to be one or the other. One or the other. What's your view on that? Sanctions are wrong. Corruption is wrong. Can't we just agree on that? I, I agree with you. Um, and, and I've written about it uh, extensively, um, responding to academics who have, who have put different views. Um, and 
unfortunately for a long time the messaging was was not right uh, from the opposition in Zimbabwe. But now Nelson Chamisa has come out and said that sanctions must go. Uh, and 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 I think that there's no saying Zimbabwe who doesn't think like that. Sanctions must go. Uh, the issue that we always struggle with is that ZANU-PF does things that make, makes it difficult for sanctions to go. Sanctions are an external imposition by an external party, the United States of America. We have no control about uh, what they do in their legislation. They determine how they interact with foreign countries. But we have control of whether we're going to have a free and fair election or not. We have control of whether we're going to steal public files or not. We have control of whether we're going to use violence against each other and kill each other. So the most important message that the opposition must put out there is to say these sanctions are bad for this country and they should go. But the people that are making it... Anakwibuk. Yes, yes. And Northern Jamisa, to his credit, has done that. And and the problem that we have is that ZANU-PF keeps doing things that makes it difficult for these sanctions to go. So, for instance, the issue of... Uh, let's forget about elections. Uh, the issue of using violence when people don't agree with what you are saying. Um, the, the issue of having job seeker in prison right now, I mean, what's happening? I mean, all those kind of things. I mean, I agree with you. So it's wrong. It's fundamentally wrong. ZLPF is deceptive because when President Nangawa, remember, uh, you and I were saying, let's give this guy a chance. Uh, it wasn't only you and I. It was the opposition said so although some don't want to accept now. But do we just stop there and, and play the video uh, of um, uh, Hopewell um, in explaining why, uh, you know, like me, he said, uh, uh, give uh, uh, President Nandagoa a chance. And then after that, just play another video from um, uh, Professor Welshman explaining the position of uh, the opposition uh, during the coup. I was supportive of the change process that we thought was taking place. And it wasn't just, I remember I was getting attacked and you were getting attacked too. But speaking for myself, I was quite aware that the MDC was also in support of that change. I remember the MDC leader calling the change miraculous. Um, and I remember Morgan Changrai saying that it will be remembered as a historic in the same proportion as uh, we remember 1980 when we moved from colonial rule to uh, self-rule. And for me, I looked at the constitution and the constitution stipulated that the next president after the current president resigns comes from the party of the president that has resigned. So there was no ifs and buts about who's going to be the next president. And I remember the MDC as well, endorsing uh, Morgan Changrai, and, and newspapers are there for, to that record. Mm. Um, sorry, I remember, I remember newspapers uh, publishing stories of the MDC 
endorsing uh, the presidents of Emerson Mnangagwa. So there was no point really for us to fight something that we could not change. And Emerson Mnangagwa had promised that he was going to deliver the change that we were looking for. And looking at the uh, state of affairs in our country, everything was in shambles. So to fight a guy that was saying he was going to change things and we knew we had no other way of removing him, even if we wanted him to be removed, it was pointless. Mm. So that was the basis in which I said, I'm going to give this guy a chance. On the first day of the processes leading to the coup, we're actually having a meeting of the MTC Alliance at Trangirai's house. And I was chairing that meeting. And uh, Trangirai was already unwell. He was in the house, but he was not in the meeting a call came through. Mm. We were about to do a press conference. And obviously these people were connected everywhere. It means some of the people were with us were in direct comms with uh, those who were carrying out the coup. A call came through. Trangrai's mm -hmm. uh, uh, PA uh, said, I, I must come and take that call. The person introduced themselves as a, a Lieutenant General so-and-so and say, whatever you do, Whatever you do, do that press conference. If for one second you uh, condemn uh, what we are doing, we will be there. We will be there and you will not like our boots. Right? Uh, so I said, okay. So you have never shared this anywhere. No, You're sharing no. this for the first time. I wow. I A world exclusive for you right there. Please proceed. So, so I put the phone down, mm -hmm. went back and uh, said, guys, uh, this is the call uh, that we just got. Hmm? Uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. But uh, I'm sharing mm. this in, in order to say if that act, mm. if it was an act of liberating us, it would not have started for me personally with that threat. Mm. The very fact that there was that threat told you that uh, nothing good was going, was going to come, to come out, out of this. Of right. uh, I take no pleasure in, in saying uh, that uh, I knew. Uh, I also secretly hoped that maybe, mm. just maybe, mm. maybe we might have a break with the past. So I, I broke your, your stride there. So that's the position. And, and you've been very clear. You and I stood up and mm. said, give Nandagwa a chance. And we took a lot of flag for doing that. Yes. Um, and and uh, but we have realized that there's a few things that have not happened right, and to say no, but let's hold men to account. Yeah, it's actually it's not a few; it's a lot. A lot has not happened. Uh, the basics have not happened. Um, I think they were very deceptive because I remember when the senators who authored the new Sanchez law came to Zimbabwe, President Nangagwa said, "There's nothing wrong with doing uh, what these guys are saying." when you were doing something wrong uh, and you now realize that it was wrong, you must not uh, just uh, defend yourself for the sake of it, you must accept. And he said there's nothing wrong which is being asked us to do or of us to do in the sanctions law. Uh, all these things are good for our country. And that was deception because later on he's not done that. So sanctions are bad, sanctions should go, uh, violence should go, regional of elections should go, Corrupt. corruption should stop. Uh, it might not stop 100%, but it must be 
uh, not done in a way that you leave a central hospital like a rural hospital without paracetamol. Right now, as we are speaking, there is no paracetamol. Parinatwa is not working as we are speaking. It's an emergency mode. So you can't schedule an operation at Parinatwa today. Those are the terrible things. Sanctions will be so insignificant uh, if we were not stealing money. Because I'll give you a good example. A land cruiser is being landed by this government at 400,000 US dollars. Uh, you ask them why they don't have maternity theaters, why they're not building maternity theaters. They say it is because of sanctions. But one land cruiser can build 11 maternity theaters. Um, you look at uh, the issue of uh, books in schools. Uh, you say to them, why are you not getting books? They say it's sanctions. Uh, Trevor comes with a container full of books. They say, oh, Trevor, which part does he support? He doesn't support that. No, we're not taking those books. So we are sanctioning ourselves. And, and, and so, so sanctions has become a political soul uh, to explain why they have failed. Uh, but we have never had, a, I think, a sincere discussion as a nation about these things. And I think the day when these sanctions go, when we resolve our issues, we should have a charter as a nation to say, we can't do this because it will attract this kind of behavior. And I think these things must be taught in schools because if you look at the United Kingdom, politics is part of all level and A-level studies. So they understand how a, a country is run. We, that we do not even, we have adults in this country with the university degrees who have never set their eyes on, on the constitution of this country. The, 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 the one, my, my point, the last point there is, there are segments, I hope, well, correct me if I'm wrong, in ZANOPEF who, who are happy with the sanctions there because they benefit from sanctions. Am I wrong? You are very correct. A lot of the people don't want sanctions to go. That's why you find that when this discussion of sanctions going now and they think they might be removed, they'll go and arrest Job Scala and make sure that he doesn't come out because they know that will be a deterrent for removing those. Uh, they are benefiting from this opaque environment yes. that sanctions allows. Exactly, because remember, Trevor, uh, I was young, but you were old enough that uh, down the road from where we are, one of the most senior ministers in this country committed suicide, ashamed of a Toyota Cressida. Look at the corruption that's happening today. You ask yourself, was it worth it for Nyabumbo to kill himself? I mean, if he can see what's happening now, turning his grave and saying to himself, I killed myself for a car. These guys are looting billions. So, so the level of shame has changed also in this country. Uh, and I think the citizen is so desensitized such that even this discussion we are having about sanctions, if you try and have it, people just disconnect. They don't care anymore. They don't care anymore. But again, the opposition needs to go out there, educate people, make one-minute clips. Make them connect with the issue. Yes. So this is my criticism of the opposition, and I've said this to some of them that they, they tend to be loud 
when it's issues that affect them, not the populace. Why not come back? Why not talk about the issues that are affecting uh, the, the, the common common person? You're allowed when you want your packs, when you want your cars, when you are in parliament. Is, is that a fair? Yes, I've had this discussion with Timba, Timba Mlisko. I've said to him, you are so loud about your packs. You want your salaries. You want your cars. It's one place where Zanubi and the opposition unite. They are agreed when it comes to packs. When it comes to packs. And, uh, and, and, and the tragedy is that um, they're about to dish out 40,000 US dollars per every MP. Uh, and that money, I can tell you that uh, I don't see any of the MPs, maybe one or two, saying they're not taking it because they see it as money that they will use for their campaigns. And ZANU-PF is very clever. It does those sort of things because it knows that the opposition will not walk away from 40,000 US dollars per MP. Uh, that said, the quality, I challenge Zimbabweans to select the right type of candidate because if you get the wrong person into council or into parliament you will have to suffer the consequences we don't have clean drinking water we do not have good roads they are portfolioed our children don't have books 95% of our potential workforce is not working our hospitals do not have medication the whole country does not have a single radiotherapy machine we don't even have a heart bypass machine if you require a bypass, you're going to die. So it's important to choose quality councillors and quality members of parliament. And if we don't do that, Trevor, then we will continue suffering the consequences that we've been suffering in the past 20 or so years. Your friend, uh, Much Masunda, went into council. The change was seen. Yeah. Imagine getting free access to the Newsday, the Standard, the Zimbabwe Independent, and the Weekly Digest for a full month. Well, you can, and all you need to do is download the Newsday e-reader app on Google Play Store or scan the Newsday QR code in any of the AMH print publications and start enjoying the quality content. Wow, that's a powerful message, and I, I hope that um, Zimbabweans out there. I mean, it's it's in our interest to to introspect, and I really believe that Zimbabwe needs a new aspect of leaders. It's us who choose the leaders, so let's introspect. Just let's let's uh, be much more demanding of the people that we elected to uh, into office. I think. Uh, We've been too serious for a very long time. Yes, we do. But our door is that. I've got Shaba and Buju. I've got German Shepherds. And, and, and German Shepherds, they're seven months old. Uh, beautiful. Very naughty. But they have helped me get in touch with myself some. They've helped me to be very playful again. Because they're so playful. They've, they are teaching me to be patient and to tolerate the nonsense that uh, it's a beautiful space to be in, to play with dogs. What is it like with your dog? Uh, I think mine, I was, I, was, um, I was lucky because I guess it was accidental. Uh, what happened is I had parked my car outside uh, Cipit Shopping Center at the Nando's. I was buying some food. Mm. And so I, I went to back to my car 
to, to wait because they said the phone will be ready in 15 minutes. And then this lady parked, was parked next to me, said, oh, are you hopeful, Shimono? And I said, yes, I'm hopeful, Shimono. Uh, then she said, oh, we were praying for you when you were in prison. So I thanked her and uh, we exchanged phone numbers. Then she phoned me and she said, um, oh, I've got a present for you. Uh, what is your address? So I gave her my address and then she came with his two two dogs. So she said, choose one. Um, and I said, oh, it's difficult to choose one. And also to have one dog, it will be bored and so forth. And then she said, one dog I'm giving you as a present. The other one buying. The other dog you buy. So I paid $180 for the other dog. Uh, that's how I ended up with Blue Shamba. I'm enjoying that. I do. I do. Um, you know, they take you out of this crazy world that we live in. And um, they, they've they made me walk a lot now because they need to walk. So I now go out a lot. And... Uh, I'm not afraid to walk uh, because I'll be hanging these two dangerous dogs <laughs> that that uh, that are also friendly. Um, and it's funny whenever I go abroad, I always pick some treaties for them. And uh, I can make it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be be uh, the, the, the you you are one up on me because you are a good cook in the mm. kitchen. Your mom raised you in an amazing way. The last time we were here, you showed you shared with us how your mother raised you. Um, what, what does cooking do to you? Uh, for me, it's therapeutic. And uh, I use it to, again, it was accidental because my mother was a home economics teacher and she used to go into communities and teach uh, mm. rural women how to cook. Um, so she would say to them, you have got um, uh, spinach. Uh, you can cook it in five different ways. Um, don't just cook it the same way every day. Um, so at home when I was in grade one, I could I could bake cakes not because I wanted to, but I had to. Uh, I could do scones and things like that. So it's 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 part of my DNA now. So as I as I grew older, I was still doing the same thing. I remember that one of my ex girlfriends could not actually cook. So when she had visitors at her home, I'm the one who'd actually do the cooking. But we grew up in a society where um, a man who cooks, a man who uh, cooks, look down. And yes, yeah, yeah. yes, they think that uh, you've been, yeah, you've been emasculated by your by your wife or your partner, girlfriend. Um, but I find it uh, therapeutic. But I'm I'm very happy because uh, I've seen that on Twitter. A lot of Zimbabwean women, a lot of Zimbabwean men are now cooking. Yeah, um, and and they 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 go out there. Um, I think uh, King Hussein, he does the cooking, he's got Tim Fudel. Tawan and Yaman yes. cooks, of course, Tito, Tito, um, but when he cooks, yeah. cook, who else cooks? Yes. Um, yeah, so they're quite, they're quite a number. I've seen quite a number. Some of them, they use ghost accounts, so you don't know the name, yeah. But, but the leader, the leader is, uh, is, um, is Joe Hussein. Uh, the king. So he's the chairman of Team Follow, which is a group of people on Twitter who love cooking, and most of them are men. Fantastic. Yeah. Then let me. The, the other issue uh, is um, your gods. Yes. Where are we? I mean, 
Apparently, that people can think that it's uh, they're abusing you by 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 the, this amazing enterprise that you're involved in. What's the situation now with the goats? I mean, do you have? I know they wanted to take some land, but the goats from you. Yeah. Where are we with that issue? So what happened is that uh, what they first did was uh, the the Zanpi of trolls. They called me Mudziadula is an insult, and I embraced it. And I did a, a, a three minute video uh, explaining goats, you know, uh, and it became very popular. People were now. Uh, the Muziadula slave backfired because people said, oh, we want to do this God. And um, then at one point, uh, this year, ZANU-PF thugs led by a guy called Taurai Kundishaya went to my homestead and they lied to my workers that we want to give you more gods and speak on cameras. Um, initially, they wanted to discredit me by lying that I actually got these goats from government, which I didn't. Luckily, I still had my receipts from 2016, and um, I put out these receipts on social media, um, and it, it was so embarrassing because it became an international story uh, around the world, you know. Um, uh, Unbelievable. Nanagwa's government wants to grab... Uh, anti-corruption activists, uh, goes. Uh, it's a BC, they're reporting about how Zimbabwean government wants to take goods owned by a journalist in Zimbabwe. Yes, and it's so embarrassing. On goal, as they say. Yes. And uh, so now we have got about 110. Some of them are still at the village, but we have moved the bulk of the um, the high-quality ones. I've, I've, I've taken them to my friend's farm. Um for protection because we were not sure what they wanted to do. And, uh, you know, luckily I've got villagers who are not scared, so they stood up to the bullies and they said they can come. We'll face them off. But th these are the things that uh, make it difficult for this country to get investment because if you can do that sure. to your own, what will stop you from doing that to a foreigner? Yes. My last question is, uh, no, we need to go to books, isn't it? But I must ask you this. The, the trolling, the abuse, uh, the toxicity, doesn't that get you? In, 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 I think around 2018, uh, it, it, it got to me, uh, but not anymore. Because let me give you a good example, Strip. I'm accused of having supported Nangagwa for his election. From Jonathan Moyo to all the trolls, I've said, put What's the evidence. The evidence, just one article where I said vote for Mnangagwa. care about evidence, sir. But what? They don't. That's the tragedy. And that's what makes our politics toxic. Uh, I've said, put the, the, the evidence and I'll give $1,000 to a charity of your own choice. They don't do that because they know they are lying. I never supported Mnangagwa's election bid. I only said, allow this guy a chance when they did the coup. The opposition said the same thing. The, the late leader of the opposition, Morgan Shangri, said that. The current leader, Nelson Chamisa, said that. I have a good relationship with Nelson Chamisa. Uh, and we talk about these things. And so I, I understand 
what his thinking is. And I understand that some of the people that do those sort of things, um, they see me as a threat because one of that relationship of Nelson Javisa and two, they think I want to go into politics and I'll end up taking positions. They think sometimes you actually see them uh, putting their differences aside with ZANU-PF trolls and ganging up to attack me. And what this does, tragically, is that there is a huge silent majority which watches these things and it becomes disinterested in politics. And the reason why I don't take them on the way I could is because I realize that if I do so, it damages Nelson Chamisa. And sometimes you wonder that maybe these are infiltrators who are sent to do this in the name of the opposition in order to damage it. So what I've done now is to look at the bigger picture, look at the bigger things, and, and leave that. Because I've said to myself, uh, you know, uh, why do you fight strangers? You don't even know this guy. Yeah. And I would rather fight Trevor because I know you. It's, it's, yeah, and you and I disagree. Yeah. Peter, we, you know. And our, our disagreements is on nation. have never been toxic. Uh, I disagreed with Ngusana Moyo. When, when, when um, uh, he, he launched this presidential bid, I said, you're not going to make it. Ngusana Moyo, I can walk into his home now and cook and go and take the most expensive whisky and we'll sit down and drink whisky and I'll tell him that what you're talking is nonsense. And you still come back tomorrow for breakfast? Then he will call me and to find out whether I got home safely. And that's the way it's supposed to be. people out there who love uh, books you've brought some books in do you want to to, to, to talk about them yes yes uh so th this is an old book i've had um but it's it uh and what, what book is that it's called moral men in the moral society by Reynold Nebel. um it was in an american theologian um and it it's I started reading it again when Alex Magaitha died because it, his death really affected me. He was a guy who, um, you know, was trying to do the good things and but surrounded in a, in a, in a, in a, in a toxic society um, where people insult each other, fight each other. And we had a story with Magaitha. Mr. P. Yes. We we the story with Magaisa that uh, we differed on the coup, and and after the coup he then reached out to me, he called me, and he said, "Look, my brother, we are brothers. You know, uh, we should not allow these things to to get in the way." And we became uh, 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 very close. And when when he died, um, it really affected me because I I and I knew that it was. It was coming because he was telling me, but he kept it private. So not well. Yes, yes. Okay, and then the this one. So this one is what we owe each other. This is what we are talking about, uh, Trevor. You know, in social contracts, we 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 talk about um, wanting a better society, but we 
don't want to talk about how we get there. And we don't want to talk about understanding that I owe the next person something. When I use a toilet, I must clean it so that the next person finds it in the, uh, uh, in the same state that I found it in. So this, this issue of what we owe each other does not seem to exist in us anymore in this country. So you will find that people go and cut firewood um, and they don't know what they owe society and their children. That society includes their own children. And, and, and so um, I got this book to understand um, issues around economics, how societies live together. And uh, we owe each other a new social contract. Minuch Shafik. Yes. I'll definitely get this. Yes. Um, it's, it's, just, it's a powerful thing uh, that the world owes you nothing. Yes. That you owe the world. Yes, that's true. Wonder. That's true. These ones made me laugh. The third way. <laughs> so so I, I, I have had these books, I, mean, I think, for almost 20 years. I first bought this one, that's the one that first came out. So they were written by Anton Giddens, yeah. who was a professor at London School of Economics. He is seen as the godfather of uh, uh, center-left politics that was espoused by Tony Blair. Yeah. Uh, and in America, it was uh, it was Bill Clinton. And and, and uh, so I always laugh when I see Zimbabwe is talking about the third way. Um, and 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 I say to myself, no, the third way is not about forming a third political party. Uh, it's it's about um, an ideology, uh, way of thinking. Yes, uh, and, and 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 how you get there, yeah. how you build society, um, how you build institutions. And so each time when there's this third way debate uh, or in Zimbabwe on social media. I go back to these books and just refresh my mind and in order to explain to people what it is. Absolutely. Yes. I've, I've had, like you, I've had these upstairs um, many years or so. Yes. Um, and the tragedy. Way, the tra new way of thinking. New way of behavior. It's a new way of building society. Yes. And, and the tragedy is that uh, our people thought that the third way is having a third political party. But those political parties that exist today, like ZANU-PF and C can have a third way. Uh, and 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 change the way uh, they think, change the way society thinks by doing the right things. And the tragedy, Trevor, is that in Africa, there's been an attempt to to have this kind of discourse uh, at a political elite level. But our politics is not ingrained uh, in ideas. So it's people like Tabumbeki would try and talk about these things, um, and 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 then you have other people coming up uh, and they like President Zuma and you know there's no discourse about those sort of ideas yes and then this one about uh, Corona from crisis to opportunity wow okay Scott Galloway yeah so this this is an amazing book um, because it talks about the um, I would say it, it says post-corona COVID-19 and it talks about the tragedies that were created, the economic tragedies that were created, and how we can actually exploit them. So we have now learned that we don't have to go to the office. We can work from yeah. home. Uh, that opportunity, people never thought about it. 
uh, there are people now who are running multi-million dollar businesses from their bedrooms. Um, we thought that uh, every business must have an office. Um, Trevor must have a building because he, he needs a studio. But uh, if I'm doing things on social media, I don't need to have an office to go and do things on social um, media. But it also looks at the people that have benefited. And the, the ironic uh, thing about it is that uh, the people that had money actually made more money. Yes. And in our society in Zimbabwe, Again, we recoiled into the same old thing of uh, looking for excuses why we can't do certain things. Um, instead of seeing <clears throat> opportunities. Instead of seeing opportunities. So, for instance, one opportunity that we could have seen in our society is to say, um, you know, we've got educated scientists in this country. Why can't we start making uh, uh, masks and sending them across the world, making money out of them. Why can't we do that? Um, the reason why we can't do that is that it is opportunistic by those that are linked to the state. Absolutely. So today people are still being forced to, to, buy, to buy masks. Because yeah, it's connected is producing, it's producing them. them. Yeah. But it's not being done for the good of society. And if you look at uh, the issue of um, fuel, uh, Fuel in Zimbabwe is more expensive than it is in in Zambia, but Zambian fuel passes through Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh well, it's, thank you so much for sharing those books. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Hopewell. Um, you have come under intense pressure for speaking out, but my encouragement—I've uh, been there. I've been like you. I know what it is like to 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 stand out like a sore thumb. People come for you with hammer and dead tongs. Uh, continue speaking up. Never lose your voice. Society, our society in particular, needs great people such as you. And uh, I, I hope you've got political ambitions to push <laughs> the ideas that you're talking about. No, thank you so much for thank you so much for having me. And I think um, my last word is to say that the most important thing about the things that people like myself <clears throat> are doing is that they are now being recognized in countries that are not the usual suspects. Uh, we, we've been called Western puppets because we get awards and from Western institutions. But um, when I came out of prison, uh, I got an award for my investigation for um, the looting of public funds for COVID from Nigeria. Um, and, and, and very soon I'll be getting another award um, from one of the countries that you would never even think of. Uh, it means that if you invest your energies in doing good work, uh, people will recognize the good work that you're doing and the impact of that work will be felt many years after you've gone. There's so. a price for speaking out, but it's <laughs> worth doing so for the rest of the society. That's true. Hopefully, thank you, Phil. Thank you so much for allowing me to tend to our viewers, Hopefully, who are all over the world, to say thank you for watching this conversation. If you enjoyed it, um, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share so that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations. We have created a website. Uh, we've got a website for you to uh, binge on all our content uh, and also created uh, postcards for all the conversations that we had. We view 
We read all your comments, all your suggestions, all your criticism. Keep them coming. And thank you so much for your support. Until next time, cheers to you all.